I'm not the Zodiac. And if I was, I certainly wouldn't tell you. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Underrated Podcast. In this podcast, we discuss the films that we feel are underrated, underappreciated, or ones that have just slipped under the radar and passed most people by. Our podcast is made up of Alan and Fred Torres. Hey, what's up? What's up? Ariel Ortiz. Hey. And me, Derek McDuff. Today, we're going to be talking about Zodiac, a 2007 film directed by David Fincher based on the true crime book of the same name by Robert Graysmith. The film has an ensemble cast, a stellar cast, made up of Jake Gyllenhaal, Mark Ruffalo, Robert Downey Jr., Anthony Edwards, Chloe Sevigny, Dermot Mulraney, Donald Logue, and my boy, Casey Jones himself, Elias Codius. The oh. film received multiple, mostly positive reviews, with an 89% on Rotten Tomatoes, but it was a complete failure at the box office, with a $65 million budget only making $33 million domestically. In fact, in its opening weekend, it came in second place, making only about a third as much as the other movie that opened that week, Wild Hogs. No, oh, that was a good oh, movie. Man. The cinematic that was classic, movie. Wild Hogs. Was I actually, I actually it, was, it was the collaboration the of, 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 the life, of the decade. <laughs> I can't come up with the word. I bought the ticket for Wild Hogs to go watch Zodiac. Just again, because <laughs> I was seventeen, so I couldn't. I, I bought the ticket to Wild Hogs to watch Wild Hogs. It was good. Oh, yeah. But um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> what did you guys think of this movie? Who wants to start? All right, I'll go. Um, I mean, it's it's good movie. It's got good actors. Like that. That's what makes the movie good. Uh. I mean, you kind of already know what's going to happen, kind of. I mean, if you follow the story. So it's not like mm-hmm. a surprise way to end it or anything like that. If you kind of know what happened, the gist of. It's just good acting, so it's it's a good movie. I mean, and obviously they didn't change. I mean, what I'm saying is like they didn't change the ending to be like, we caught him or we got, you know, something different. But, yeah, you know, it's yeah, good. Yeah, I, I appreciate they didn't have like some crazy twist ending. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just kind of like a very, it's very, movie feels like very real life because it is. It feels Real like life. it feels like if I was watching A and E or one of those like to catch a murder kind of story things. I mean, yeah, but done in like yeah, like the dri- like an incredibly well like really intensely yeah, yeah. made I mean, way. Yeah, yeah it's, I mean you feel for the yeah. characters. It's like I said, good acting. Yeah, uh, just, a lot yeah. of really, really good actors in this. Like, yeah. so um, Fred, how how were you alive around this time? Since you're the older person here. No, what? what? <laughs> you like the son of Sam? Are you what? No. I was, no. I was, I was, Isn't that the whole like era? Like it's supposed to be like during the whole son like, of Sam No, kind of I era? Think, I, well, no, it, it runs like, until the 90s. Into the 90s. It starts in the, is the first yeah, part. It happens like the in the 60s. 60s. Yeah, yeah, but I mean like like with the resurgence of, uh, you know. Uh, look, I was so, born, like, I was born any, in 85. Like, I ain't that old. So, I, I mean. I, I, yeah, I would have been alive in the final scene in the movie. I would have been two years old in that like airport scene. Yeah. I would have been alive That's, when they go. He had a heart attack, and I would have been like, "All right." Now, yeah, I, I mean, like, I, like I didn't know about him until obviously I was older, and by that point, this is all—he's—he's he's gone. It's all washed. So, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, yeah. I'm not saying that I wasn't maybe around. My dad might have been around, but he was in Mexico, so I don't even know if he knew about it. 
Mm-hmm. Like, you yeah. know, same thing with like Alan's dad. He was, they were probably around about the time things were happening, but they would have been little kids and I don't know if they would have even known. Oh, okay. But, uh, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. cool. Nah, After was, that. Nah, nah, I mean, I, nah, I ain't that old. <laughs> I mean, thanks. He never She's Ariel. Me. Yeah, no, no, well, thanks. I can never gauge with him because he's like, he's, he's in a, if we're all in different. It, it's I'm going off in a tangent, but we're all. I'm that old. Like, I'm thirty. Thirty-four. I'm thirty-four. Yeah, I'm thirty. You're one of them elder millennials. Right? Yeah, I'm. I'm. Yeah. yeah, I'm on the border of like, exactly. like life and death. I mean, but um, yeah. you almost a Gen X, but not quite. Nah, I'm just. I'm there. I like to live between worlds. All right, uh, I'll go then. Okay. <laughs> um, no, for me, yeah, it is. It was a really good movie. This is my um, possibly like sec. I don't know if my second or third time watching it i watched it actually in the theater um and yeah for me like it, it just it's just it's still a, a stellar cast what? and story and, and uh and basically it's just just a, like you know what you would expect from a true true tra- crime drama but without like the um you'd say like the extra stuff the or the extra dramatics you could say because I mean the mo- the story itself kind of like has enough dramatics for it you know this this story of a of a serial killer that spanned decades and um, yeah it it also um, instilled once again that kind of like j- that I don't know you, you could say Jake Gyllenhaal is like an underrated actor or an un um be but. I think because of the projects that he chooses, um, kind of like it, kind of keeps his like really great talent that he has like under wraps. You know, he'll pop up once in a while, like in in the mainstream with like movies like this, like Zodiac or Brokeback Mountain. But then he he'll also go and do a Nightcrawler or a Velvet Buzzsaw or or something like that. Yeah, I think I I mean. His character and I mean, being a real person and just being a normal person that that kind of like got wound up in this in this story just makes the whole like um, story itself relatable and or, or it's it allows you to immerse yourself a lot more into the story. I think yeah, he's by definitely him an being a gateway. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it was that's that was who he really was. You know, he yeah. was a cartoonist that that um kind of just stumbled upon this because he was good at puzzles look like he had asperger's or something because he had some major issues on like not letting it go so there was a moment where he like is talking to the the coffee guy and then they're like oh i will at least i don't get called in, i don't get called retard the coffee guy whoa, 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 and then whoa. he's like i know sorry our bomb it's part. It's part of the movie. Yeah, no, just, yeah. was, 2007. Um, it was a different time, and by that 2007, no, was, I mean like 1973 or whenever the yeah, fuck that scene happened. exactly. Um, hey, it was the Son of Sam times. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, nah, but, it's, it was normal. That word was used a lot back in the day. But when he says, you know, like um, he has, they call me that. It was for a moment. I was like, "Oh, this is like his. This character is like um, bu- if Bubble Boy <laughs> grew when Bubble Boy grew up." Yo, I forgot about just, that. Like, is, <laughs> he's just like an innocent, you know, like Boy Scout, you know, and like it just reminded me of like that that other Jake Gyllenhaal character for a second, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, there you go." Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, for me, I mean. Of course, this movie was really good. I mean, the actor, you know, we kind of got a 
early day MCU kind of collaboration here. Yeah. With, with um, Mark Ruffalo and uh, and oh, Robert yeah. Downey Jr. Yeah. Of, the, of the Science Bros. And and then Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, like, sure neither of them. It. Yeah. This, <laughs> All three on the poster Spider-Man. ended up in the MCU. I know, mm-hmm. yeah. Spider-Man Far From Home is, um, is this character getting um, back at Robert Downey Jr.'s character because he he, um, just him. Yeah, I, I watched, like, I was watching uh, Avengers 2, like, right after this, and it was, like, throwing me off so much. It was like, <laughs> what the fuck? But, yeah. Alan, do you wanna, you wanna go give us some th- thoughts? Yeah, um, when I saw it, I, I really enjoyed it. I liked the, like, I, I'm a big true, I like true crime, so I, I enjoy stuff like that. Um, one of my favorite parts, though, I, I mean, it's not really considered a horror movie, per se, but, like, there's, there's a suspense. scene. There's suspense, but there's, like, a scene that I thought that always stuck with me, which I thought was, like, probably one of the most horrifying scenes in, like, cinema, that I'm sad it's not in a horror movie. But it's, like, you know, spoilers. It's in the, It's around, like, the beginning, the Zodiac Killer... Um, there's that couple, they're just hanging out, it's like 50s, 60s, mm-hmm. I think it's the 60s, and he just shows up. Yeah, they're like gonna go yeah. at make out point or whatever in broad daylight, and he just rolls up. Like, he's just standing there. Oh yeah, she's like, there's a guy over there, he has a gun. Yeah, and it was so, like, haunting. Like, he's just there, and you're like, holy shit. Like, it felt very real. It, it didn't yeah. feel so, like, cinematic or anything like that. I straight up was like, oh shit, like, I think with it being yeah. like in dur- in the daytime and the daylight, it kind of like added a more ominous to it. I, and I think that's where, for me, like we we'll we'll touch base on this um, later on. But like um, where there one of the pretty good like cinematic or directional styles of that scene was like yeah, yeah David Fincher is like a master of like just cinematography and like making you pay attention to certain things, just like. The little ways that cam the camera will like move around certain characters. There's very few close-ups in this movie, but one of the few ones is when he's like, "Is there any bolts in that gun?" And he just kind of like shows him like the the clip, and that's one of the few close-ups in the movie. And it like makes it that much more impactful. There's a lot of sh- stuff like how the movie is shot like that that makes you just like so unnerved. Like that last scene when he's like going down to the basement and it's just kind of like following him. There's it's. Oh, I remember that scene too. That scene yeah. was really good too. That one, I think that one had me at the edge of my seat. Like that was the more suspenseful, but like mm-hmm. the more, like the scene that really like gave me like chills down my spine was like just him standing there in broad daylight. Like, yeah, it was just so. Like, I guess out of like you know when you watch horror movies or like slasher flicks, you know it's usually at night. They're in a cabin or in a building. That's why I love this summer so much. You know know what I want to say about this, though? It's that because it's realistic and because it's based on real things, I think that's why it 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 lends well to what it does and it affects people in a certain way because that's what could have happened to any of us. Because, I mean, he's coming out to people. It doesn't matter if it's day, if it's night. He picks up up the girl in the car. I mean, these are things that could happen to anybody at any time. And I think since they follow it, like I said, they follow it so well. Like if it, if it was a retelling of a true crime that happened, I mean, it's pretty much what it is. Yeah. But because they follow it so well as a retelling, instead of like making it more uh, drama, uh, a dramatization, yeah. or making it too crazy, you know, they just they make it me feel more suspenseful. I think it's why it, it impacts you in such a way that when you see it, you go, "Well, yeah, this." You know, it's like you know when you'd be at night watching a. Um, 
Dude, what was that one that uh, Geraldo Rivera used to do? America's Most oh, Wanted. Yeah. Talking about. Well, mm-hmm. Is that what it was? Where you would see like, like FBI. There's that one. Yeah, there something would be like yeah. some FBI's yeah. Most Wanted or something. One of those, yeah. And then you would see mm-hmm. it and it'd be like, and if you find this number, call somebody. After yeah, you watch like, that episode, mm-hmm. you would look at your windows and go, damn, is he going to come and get me right now? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. after and you look. Like, yeah, and, that, and that's kind of what you get like, this. It's, it's that feeling that you get when after you see the murders. You kind of get that feeling of like, oh damn, is, yeah. is you know, and are, am I gonna get a phone call right now? Is somebody gonna pop out of somewhere? You know, because it just, it feels real. Yeah. Well, I saw this really interesting interview with the guy who actually, what guy who got stabbed at the lake and survived that, and he was telling about like how, when it happened, he saw the killer like kind of out of the corner of his eye, mm-hmm. and when he watched the movie, he said it was like exactly the same. They they said that somehow like David Fincher and the cinematographer completely captured the feeling that he felt of just kind of like seeing. Like the killer out of the corner of his eye, like stabbed his girlfriend, and like he was like had to like turn away from the screen. He couldn't even look at it because it felt like he was just back there. And he, the way he just like completely makes you feel like you are in that moment, and it is totally real, is fucking unnerving. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. It was unnerving. Like I was just like, okay. My only issue though with the movie was it kind of dragged at times. Like there was, I remember when I went, when I saw it, me and my friends were kind of like, oh, okay, it's Drew Carey's brother. He, he's probably the killer or whatever. It's him. Whatever. Cause I remember he was in the Drew Carey show. So we're like, yeah. it's Drew Carey's brother. It's Drew Carey's brother. He's the Zodiac killer. So we're like, oh yeah, cool, cool. And then like, it kind of keeps going. And then it gets to the, the basement scene. And then we're like, oh shit, here you go. Here's the climax. There's a big thing. And then like, after that, there's a couple more scenes. And I remember just being like, all right. Yeah, you this know has what? To yeah. End. Yeah, I was you. like, this needs to end at some point now, because like, because I, I, like I didn't that, walk though. out. I didn't walk out feeling that like, like when I watch True Crime, like when I watch True Crime, I'm like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, mm-hmm. the whole time. And like, even when it finishes, you're like, shit, like I can't sleep. Like, what? Don't fuck with cats. I was like that. Mm-hmm. But when yeah. I walked out of this one, I remember all of us. Uh, some of the lads were just like, I liked it. I just wanted it to end at a certain point in time where you're like, okay, I get it. It's Drew Carey's brother. Maybe it is. Maybe it's I, not. I don't care. It's just this I, I, th- I think I feel you. Uh, you kind of wanted it to end on the scene where he was in the basement. Cause I remember when I, as I was watching it and you see that and you feel all this emotion. Cause obviously you see him obsessing so much over it. His wife has now left the house. You know, you're seeing all these things. So you're kind of like almost in suspense with him of what he's going through and how he's just trying to find it. And you feel and I, I feel like at the moment when he gets there, he pulls out the poster and goes, look, this handwriting looks the same as this other handwriting, and this should be it. And, you know, I finally, we got him. And the guy kind of goes, it's my handwriting. And he goes, follow me to the basement. You know, you feel kind of sketched out. Like, why would you follow this guy to the basement? It's him. You know, there's something there. And then you see the footsteps, and you feel the sense of, like, this is where it's going to, because normally movies would culminate in that. Mm-hmm. And it pl- I like that though. Here's a bad guy. It plays on your tropes. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah but no, no. But what I'm saying is like where, where I agree with Long when you feel is you feel like this should be the point where you're gonna end the movie, but then it continues on and you kind of feel like, oh, I just it, it feels like now it's just kind of keep it keeps going. Like when is it gonna end? Like I, I, I felt yeah. a few minutes ago we should have ended. Like we should have been at the point of like here's your climax. Here's your because it makes you feel that way. But then it's like, no, I'm still going to give you more movie. And then when it ends, it just kind of ends with like words like, well, you know, we never found out who it was. And this is what See, happened. I, and that's I what really happened. like yeah. that, though. And so you kind of, you kind of, it kind of plays with the, the, I guess, the typical feelings you have. Now, I'm not saying that it's not good and it's not bad and everybody's going to have their feelings. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying with Alan's opinion on the movie, I understand where he was coming from because that's what I felt when I got to that point. Well, yeah. Let me, let me... I... 
But real fast, let me just want to like say like I do kind of like like that because it's and I see what you guys are saying, but it and uh, it worked for me. Uh, how it's like okay, like it should end here, but then it's like oh, it it keeps going. Like he's he's still investigating this because it mirrors like the real life of like yeah. okay, like we thought we've cracked it, but like nope, there's still some more. And like it's he's still pushing through, and everyone's like like you need to stop. Like you all like you are getting to this point where you're going to like a basement, a creepy basement, and you still like you're maybe gonna get murdered. And you still keep going. Your wife and kids are gone. And it's like, you know, he's still going to keep going and write his book. And, and even at the end, like, it's, there's not, like, there is resolution, but it's still, it's like, yep, it's yeah. still technically unsolved. Because that's what happened in real life. And you're, yeah. and you're supposed mm-hmm. to kind of feel like, maybe, I, you're supposed to feel kind of unfulfilled at the end of the movie. Well, no, and I, and, 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 and I think and, that's the point. And I, and think no, and it, I agree with you, like, with all that stuff, like, you know, at the end, obviously, it's going to mirror true life. And you mm-hmm. don't find out who it is. And so that, obviously, like I said, if you know what it's going to, how it's going to end, you know that at the end it's not going to have maybe the resolution that you would feel of a normal movie of like, and we caught the killer and it's a happy day and goodbye everybody in sunshine. You know, you know how it ends. It's kind of like watching blow. You know, if, if you kind of know where it's going to end with that guy, you kind of know what happened, you know, how his, mm-hmm. his life story. It's, it's like following a, I don't know, like Pablo Escobar story or whatever. And they make a movie of him. You know where he started, you know how it's going to end. Obviously they're going to fill you in, in the middle, how they want to. Now, see if you know, but I didn't know before I saw this, what happened. That much about the Zodiac Killer, so yeah, no, no, that's what I'm saying. Like you, you'll fill oh, yeah. you in, in the middle, but like you'll have the gist of like, well, the Zodiac Killer went and killed a bunch of people, and you know, and he they never found him. So that's what you do. That's what you know. But this movie will fill you in, kind of the smaller details in the middle of, well, he killed these people, and this happened, and that happened, and this, you know, such and such and such and such. And that's where you get these movies. That's why it's nice to watch these movies because it kind of fills you in on all the other details. But the major parts that you know is a man killed people during this time, and you know, that's the stuff that you would know. Most people would know. Yeah, yeah. I think. Um, I think for me, it, it, I mean, it it did it is did feel long. I did end up having to watch it this time in two parts because one point because I I started watching it too late in the night. But um, I think for me, it it also plays into how the people involved also felt like. They felt like this. Why is this going dragging on so long? And it's just dragging on, dragging on. And then I did know what when I first watched Zodiac, um, like kind of like the gist of the of what happened. Like it's the case was never closed, closed, but it's like it's it was probably this one guy. And um, so for me, yeah, I mean it. It. it I feel like it wrapped in a way where it was true to real life and what really happened and how everybody felt and how it basically to the stay is unresolved, even though it's kind of solved. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah. But I felt like uh, the ending with Jake Gyllenhaal um, and him kind of having his moment of, of how he was saying that all he wanted was to just stare at this guy and know that it was him kind of thing. And he, he kind of unsatisfactorily gets that because he does go to where he was working. And, and it's like, they have this moment where, you know, why I'm here, you know, you, and yeah, it's, it was, that was a good moment. And I think maybe it possibly could have ended there, but I mean, it's really the, the, story need to be told and that that one the one guy had to make his resolution to and and point him out because that was at the beginning yeah Mm -hmm. um yeah for me like obviously you know i'm 
I think I was one who originally suggested we do this movie, and I think, like, I'm a really big fan of David Fincher, obviously, I love all of his movies, for me, this is probably his, I would say it's best movie, it's his masterpiece, I think, the script in this, I think, is so impressive, um, because th this is a movie that's really thrilling, and, like, really intense, but if you think back to it, there's not that much action and there's very little like there's like some tense scenes like the one alan was talking about but most of the dramatic stuff comes from just people talking to each other like the big climactic moment isn't this like you know like and they even kind of throw shade at dirty harry which is you know a movie that was you know kind of also based on the zodiac killings which is like you know has like a cop going and you know committing vigilante justice like the climactic moment in this movie is two guys sitting at a diner kind of like putting salt shakers on the table and like that and it's fulfilling. It's just like a lot of talking, and it's not like you know very Aaron Sorkin esque. Like, oh, like look at this amazing dialogue. It's just you're motivated by what these people are saying. Mm -hmm. And the other thing, aside from the incredible script and how like it's just people talking for like two and a half hours, is that this film was really revolutionary when it comes to just like digital filmmaking. Um, it was one of the first movies to be shot mostly digital. There is some film stuff in it, but. David Fincher is the kind of guy who's always forward thinking. He's always using technology. He's not like a James Cameron where he's like, oh, I'm just going to like make this technology because it's cool. He's like, I want to use this technology because it's going to make it a better movie or it's going to make my life easier. Like, mm -hmm. he's a guy who, and there's all these actors. Like, I, I listened to this interview once with Mahershala Ali talking about him shooting Benjamin Button. He's like, yeah, David Fincher will take like 30 shots, 30 takes, and you're just like walking a couple steps down the stairs. And for this movie, when if you had shot this movie five years before, it would have probably not been made, or at least not been made in the as well as it was, because like all the blood in this movie, for example, it's all digital, and that's because it takes so much time to, you know, like practical effects obviously look great, but like David Fincher being such a perfectionist, he's got to have the blood splatter in exactly a perfect way, and every time you do that, you have to reset it, and it takes a lot of fucking time. David Fincher will be mm -hmm. like, all right, let's just do boom, boom, like 15 takes right now of you just like looking like you're getting shot. And he can do that in a fraction of the time that it would be with their like using squibs. And it's not just stuff like that. Like the fact that like one of the opening shots of this movie, it's like going over San Francisco. That's all digital because that's San Francisco that doesn't exist anymore. That skyline, those buildings, there's a freeway in there that fell in like the, the great earthquake in 1989 it's and they're like there's streets that are just completely on blue screens because those streets don't look the same anymore. They can't shoot it. He like painstakingly made San Francisco like and like Vallejo and everything in like a digital format and you don't even really notice. There's about twice as many digital shots in this than there are in Godzilla digital effects. Like the Godzilla twenty fourteen, which came out, you know, like um like seven you know, years, years later. seven years later, yeah. And this, you know, if you like look at similar movies or movies that were shot with the same camera at the same time, like Collateral, which I think is a good movie, if you look at it, it doesn't hold up. Like those mm. early digital movies, like the way they look does not look good. This one looks incredible. And it's because David Fincher is always like at the top of his craft. He's always, you know, trying to push the boundaries and like make things as new and interesting as he can and make like beautiful film. And I think this is really kind of one of the most important films that came out when film like people were starting to switch from film to digital and it helped really change the film industry um for the better in a lot of ways i think 
Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, rant he, over. He, he, he did a. He yeah. Did a, I mean, he's very Kubrick esque, I guess. Like he's yeah. he's following in the footsteps of Kubrick, especially with the the the, the, the takes over and over and over and over again, kind of thing. I mean, obviously, no one's gone Shelley Duvall crazy kind of thing, but um. Uh, yeah, yeah I mean, he, he, he's not nice to his actors, but he's not a psychopath like Kubrick was. Yeah. No, yeah. But we, we, he needs a Peter Sellers, though, definitely. <laughs> he needs to add a Peter Sellers. Yeah, not gonna but, lie. Um, though. I mean, still two and a half hours movie. It's it's a, it's it's, long it, yeah. it was still, originally longer. Like yeah, the reason this movie God got delayed is because uh, David Fincher originally wanted it to be like it was original cut was over three hours. And, oh no, God! Like no. the studio made him cut it down. Like there was this whole big dispute, and they were trying to get it out for award season. Um, and you know Fincher kind of wanted final cut, so. Um, some things got taken out. Like there's that see, there's that sequence where it's like just kind of like jumps four years later, um, and he had like a kind of transition thing, similar to when the building was the pyramid was getting built. Um, mm-hmm. He had a scene like that to kind of like bridge the four year gap. So there was a lot of stuff that was taken out like that. But yeah, it, yeah it's a long I, I movie. See, yeah, but, uh, I mean, I don't. I love long movies, but the issue is it was a type of long movie where, like I said, the climax was kind of like. You, you were like waiting for it. It, it. For me, I wish it went the other route of like it kept giving. I don't know. That's my only thing because I've seen movies where I go, oh, okay, it's going to end. It's going to end. Cool. Mm-hmm. The, the big battle's happening. And then it's like the hand comes up and you're just like, oh, shit. Nope. It's not over yet. And you're like, all right, I guess I'm staying here. I'm not moving. Like, yeah. you got to keep going. And it's just, like, I don't want to say like Aquaman, but like Aquaman mm-hmm. kept going up, 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 up the whole time. Aquaman was like, a little, no, little, little, it. little much. From, I, I, I liked Aquaman. Oh, yeah. but like, you could have cut out like forty-five minutes of that movie. Oh yeah, I'm just saying as an example, like because yeah. th- that's the first movie that came into my head where I remember it just boom, 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 boom. Like I was like, oh, climax is there. Oh nope, nope. It's keep it's going. It's not yeah. stopping. Mm-hmm. But Zodiac, I felt like that was its only down, not downfall, but uh, my only critique of it. Mm-hmm. It's like I, I love the true crime aspect. I love you know Robert Downey Jr. stole the show for me. Yeah, I, I remember. Like we all wanted to leave and get the that what was that drink? The blue one he had. Oh, that, like, he drank oh, like fifty of those. Yeah. that was one of the like that was one of the best. Was it jokes. or something? Like, that? yeah. like blue velvet or what were they called? Blue velvet. Yeah, that was one of the best jokes. There's like a lot of this movie's pretty funny. Like in like dark, oh, yeah. like it, subtle ways like that. It. Yeah. But um, but yeah, like other than that, like that was my only like critique. But I was there was just a time where I was like, all right, man, it's time. Like I, I'm yeah, ready it was, to a, go. It was a little long. I mean, we're running Avengers territory without ex- without action, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That I was like, that's. I mean, yeah. it's not like a. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Like, don't get it wrong. It's mm-hmm. got to be what it's got to be. Every movie's gonna be its own movie. But yeah, it is. It is somewhat of a long movie. I mean, I did get through mm-hmm. it. What playing uh, Switch while I was watching the movie, because there were a, a few occasions where I felt a little, a little talky. And then some parts, you know, when there was action or whatever, I put everything down and I'd see it. And then some of the talk was cool. But then there were times where I felt like. And this is just me personally. Like I'm not trying to throw this out on anybody else. Everybody sees it differently, right? But there were a few times where I felt like, oh, maybe it just got a little too talky, or maybe it was just a little too much of this or a little too much of that. I think it's a, yeah. You got to kind of like be in the right like you got to kind of sit down and watch. You know, it's like you got to set aside some time to watch this movie. Yeah, you know? it's yeah. you know, this is a really long movie, and like like I said, this isn't my cup of tea. That's why. Mm-hmm. Like for me to get through it, like I have to. Yeah, it's a little tougher to get through it for me. I'll be real. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. two, well, for two and a half hours of this is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Like, if this would have been an hour and a half, maybe two hours, 
I think I, two hours would have been Two hours, solid. and that could have been like a solid movie, and I would have had anything. But two and a half hours, I mean, I, I paused it for a little bit, kind of walked away from it for a little. I think after like an hour, and then kind of came back to finish the next hour and a half. But mm -hmm. I'm like, it's 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 a, it's a long movie. It's the same thing. Like, if I were to watch Avengers right now in my own home, I wouldn't watch it, uh, like Endgame, I mean, or whatever. I wouldn't watch it like all the way through, maybe in one sitting. I'd probably put down half of it and then go, you know, when the movies are that long, when they put that much time, it's like watching Titanic with two mm -hmm. VHSs, yeah. you know, when the first VHS ends, <laughs> like if you guys ever got to watch it like that, when the first VHS end, everybody was like, cool, dude, I'm going to go back. You know, I need an intermission right now. Mm -hmm. Everybody starts kind of going off, stretching, doing their little thing before you come back and put on the second half. And that's how I felt with this one. It's not that it's a bad movie. It's not that anything, it's just, it's a little long. So at a certain point, I'm like, damn, dude, I'm an hour in. And I, and I looked at the time and I'm like, I got another hour and like 30 to go. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to pause this. I'm going to go use the restroom. I'm going to do a few things and then come back because it's, it's, it's long yeah i mean yeah. it's a movie you can probably watch in like you like said two halves like yeah you know, i i kind of had to do that because i had to close last night at work and yeah. open this morning so you know that was my only real option but um yeah i think it's it is a movie like if i had a, like a day off i would not mind watching like the director's cut but like you gotta it's like i said it's a movie you gotta kind of like yeah put the time prepare out. yourself yeah. to like watch mm -hmm. the whole thing you yeah, like, yeah sit down I, and turn it on you know i think yeah. that was my thing when we went because we were expecting like a thriller like we we're like oh maybe like a serial killer thriller you know we kind of went in because at the time we were watching every horror movie that came out so we're like oh maybe this is going to be more of a thriller and like we kind of were expecting it and we got what we wanted but we were just like okay we're getting too much like yeah. this is mm -hmm. a little too much again we're 16 17 so i mean obviously now i'm, I'm a little more open to it more like oh okay cool you know i'll watch it but yeah it's definitely a day where like you have time and you're like i got nothing to do fuck it let's let's watch zodiac so you're yeah. in that true crime mood like it's i usually try to watch these movies like a while before we record but i just i never was like oh i've got three hours right now so mm -hmm. like it's, it's definitely one you need that to is like, a tough find a chunk. that's a tough part yeah i'm not yeah. gonna lie normally when we watch these movies uh, especially now that we're, the way we're selling recording uh i like to watch them uh if that a day before or almost the same day earlier yeah uh so that way it's really fresh by the time i come in and i can give my perspective because i used to when we were doing it before differently i used to watch them i try to watch them like a week ahead and like you know we would do three so i'd watch all three so you kind of get jumbled in your feelings but now that we're doing one at a time i, I can watch it as as close to the time we're about to record so you really do get that like feeling of this is what i felt genuinely as i watch this movie like i know how i felt i know what i feel mm -hmm. for this one movie and dedicate its time to it yeah mm -hmm. yeah i i, I could just i kind of like to if it's something like i've seen before i don't mind seeing it right away but i like to like let my feelings stew for like a couple days usually if i'm watching something new real yeah, fast definitely. alan uh, i was about to say this earlier um you kind of reminded me of it and also uh fred um talk about robert downey jr and this is just like a like a thing I heard about this movie to kind of will tell you about the kind of transitionary period that they were going through is uh, when they were originally shooting it, uh, like since it was one of the first films that um, was ever shot digitally and was Robert Downey Jr.'s first digital film, usually when you record, when you're shooting on film, they have to like switch out the reels every 30 minutes, every 20 minutes, whatever it might be. Everybody kind of gets a little break. And that wasn't happening because it was all digital. They just kept recording, recording, recording. There was no breaks. And Robert Downey Jr. was so pissed at David Fincher for this that he was like peeing in jars and just like leaving them around the set. <laughs> Sounds like something. Oh well, yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, this I don't know when when in the Robert Downey Jr. 
history this this movie was um this was a right before film. iron man so it was like yeah, this this was was right like yeah so i think he was still in that um kind of so, like attitude yeah but i mean imagine yeah, he, having to record so many scenes over and over and over that's and over true. Yeah. eventually you'd be like yeah i'm gonna do something to this guy f this guy mm-hmm. i would i'd do the same thing like I said, Fincher is not an actor's director, you know? Mm-hmm. I'll take a shit in front of his uh, fucking dresser or whatever. <laughs> but yeah, you guys, mm-hmm. um, so they, yeah, this movie, like we were saying, did not do very well financially, and I think that probably had a lot to do with the way it was kind of marketed, like, um, people kind of, it was kind of like marketed as like, you know, a big thriller, like, you know, kind of like David Fincher had done Seven, and he had done Fight Club, and I think they were kind of pushing it like, oh, here's another movie like that. And well, it's very much okay. not like that. Well, mm-hmm. I was going to say this too. At, at the time when this movie came out, a lot of movies weren't two and a half hours, were they? Because that's, that's, I, I, I want to say that that probably scares a lot of people off. I mean, didn't mm-hmm. they go through that with a lot of these other movies, like even the Marvel movies nowadays where they go, they wanted to push them like three hours or even have to make them two parts because they're like, uh, Studios don't want you to put a movie past so many so much time because then people yeah. will lose attention or want to leave or be like, "This is way too long. I've been sitting on my butt for too long." Like well, also yeah. like a, it's also just so that they can get more showings in a day. Like well, that, if the movie is so so many hours long, you have fewer showings well, and true, that make true. a lot less money. True. Like that's a, that's honestly like a big thing that like why studios try yeah, to keep yeah, movies under, but, but like what I'm saying hours. is like when you walk out of a movie in an hour and a half, you feel comfortable. You feel nice. Like when you mm-hmm. get up and you leave. But when you leave, uh, when you ever leave a movie that's like two, three hours long after you get up, because like I said, here I can get up at an hour or an hour and a half and say, okay, I'll pause it right now. I'll go move around. When you're in the theater, you're pretty much sitting there yeah, the whole move. time. Yeah. You don't move because you don't want to miss anything. You don't want to go pee because you're like, I'm going to miss something. You know, you just got you, an hour and a half gives gives you enough time to watch the movie comfortably. As a, as I mean, this is just me as an audience score because I know when I pass, once you start passing two hours, I mean, there's you know, moving you shifting your butt side to side, going like, damn, how much more do I have? My back's a little hurting. I'm a little, uh, you know, I've been holding it in for a while. Mm-hmm. But an hour and a, you know, an hour and a half, two hours, you get that's a solid movie right there. You get out and you go, cool, two and a half, and people start thinking about it. Yeah, and this I is Peter Jackson saying something like someone like that's why he's like. I mean, the theatrical Lord of the Rings yeah. is still long as fuck. But oh he's my like, god! But yes. he's like, oh, like the if you watch the extended, because he's yeah, like, yeah, I've people like will sit. Yeah, he's like, people will sit a lot longer in their like apartments in their rooms, yeah. whatever, than they will in the theater. Yeah, oh, so, yeah. And that's the guy seats, who makes the longest fucking movies ever. Theater seats are not comfortable, and I've seen that. I, I own like I think two of the the like director's cut of Lord of the Rings, and I saw them all. They are long as shit. Yeah. I mean, they are oh, the longest yeah. thing I've ever seen in my life. And even those, I can stop. Like I said, I can stop and get up and move around. But yeah, when you're, it's always that feeling of being in a theater and sitting down. It makes you think, you know. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I mean, the the context of of these movies are geared toward towards a more um, older population mm-hmm. as also. So that might have contributed to it. And really, like, like the older you are, the you don't have that much, ex- you know, attention span either. So yeah, I think that had a, yeah. yeah, I think that had to contribute it too, and um, to it not have been as great of an opening yeah. as it could have. 
And, um, it, I mean, and, and also, you know, our, were true crimes or, or things like that, like of that nature, like the Zodiac, was it really popular at the time? Because I feel like they things come in waves, you know? Some of these serial well, killers I mean, have, like, like, their popular... Because isn't recently, like, who's who's that one guy that they've been recently doing? Zach Efron just did one on him. Uh, Ted, Bundy. Ted Bundy. Yeah, and it was kind of, like, mm-hmm. hot for a little bit. Everybody was talking about it. I mean, and I feel like I mean nowadays, that, with, like, Netflix, you have so much... Um, like true crime, like yeah. you can just go on and be like, "Oh, right, like, if this today? if this movie came out today, I think it would have done oh, a yeah. lot better than it did when it came out." And that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. like right now with the popularity of a lot of these things that that have you know kind of been of, popping up, like how like, to well, ma- how to make a murderer. Yeah, yeah, things yeah, like well, that well, exactly. Fincher is really ahead of his time because, like, he I think he kind of like saw that, like, predicted that would happen, like, because originally his plan was going to be to make a uh, make it a Black Dahlia like like five hour like mini series that he was going to release on you know something like some like network mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. and like that's like all the rage now like um like mm-hmm. he's the he's basically the guy who had kind of invented like the netflix model because he was like he was the director and creator of house of cards which is the first ever netflix show and yeah he was way ahead of his time with kind of like these ideas about like true crime and like making a series about this and stuff mm-hmm. oh yeah i think uh yeah, I mean, you could say, yeah, he's ahead of his time, but I think it was just too early, just way too early, because at the time, especially in the 2000s, I feel like a lot of movies were remakes. That was, like, really hot. Like, every other movie that came out was a remake, especially yeah. of, like, horror movies and, like, classics and stuff like that. So I think the issue was it might have just been out of place, out of, out of time, because... Mm-hmm. Like I said, when we went, we were expecting a thriller. We we're like, cool, whatever. You know, right now, at the time, it was remakes, book adaptations, and like the rise of like the MCU was right around the corner. So I feel like the, the, the late 2000s were more of introducing the 10s into like the big franchises, the big temples. So everybody was kind of gearing up more to like, oh, The Dark Knight just came out or Batman Begins just came out. Iron Man's coming out, and then now there's Twilight, and there's Harry Potter's ending. So I feel like, yeah, it was just kind of in a weird... And, yeah, in a weird like, a lot of moviegoers look at Harry Potter or Twilight, they're not going to look at Zodiac and no. be like, yeah, I want to go see that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it was just wrong place, wrong time. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And it is a movie that I think has, like, over the years, gotten a much better reputation. Like, it, it was received well by critics when it came out, but, like... You know, over the years, it kind of has like built this prestigious reputation. Like, it didn't get nominated for any Oscars, but then, you know, they did this like BBC poll in 2016, and it was like ranked as the 12th best movie of all time by those critics. So it's like definitely has, you know, kind of accumulated a lot of goodwill over the years. I think. Oh, definitely, because I've seen you know I follow a lot of like YouTube film stuff, and a lot of them have been like, you know, like you know, top 10 you know scenes where you're just at the edge of your seat and zodiac is there and then it's like best like true crime zodiac's there like best underrated you know you know we're here yeah fucking zodiac's there so i think yeah it took years for it to finally be like to get love after a while but so i guess you know thoughts like what do you guys think is it underrated or do you think it's it's getting its place where it's getting where what it deserves now I yeah, feel like outs- outside of really. yeah, like outside of film circles, like people like who are like fil- you know film buffs like us like fucking love mm-hmm. it and talk about it. But like 
like area like all uh, like you were saying like mainstream it's not that popular you nah, know? I like, I, i'll be real i would have never watched this movie if you guys didn't make me watch it, i would never <laughs> watch them this would never cross my mind i mean maybe i saw the picture of it and i saw them and i was like well that's interesting you know these guys are good actors but other than that like maybe if i really felt like watching them because of the of, of the actors i might give it a shot but honestly to watch it all the way through i'm telling you two and a half hours of this movie that's it's long to ask people uh, and it, I probably wouldn't have. I pro- honestly, I wouldn't have unless you guys asked me to. It's been there. It's on Netflix. I yeah, see it's it. been on Netflix forever. I watched it originally yeah. on Netflix in like fucking 2013 or something, yeah, and then I watched there. it again. It's still on their 20 20s. You know, yeah, like I don't know. I know. They took it off, put it back on, but it. Yeah. yeah, I know. When you guys asked me, and you said, "Hey, watch this," and I saw it, and I go, "Oh, I've seen this before here." Yeah, I've never watched it, and like I said, and this is me just being me. Because obviously I watch a different style of movie than everybody. You know, we all have our own style of what we like mm-hmm. to watch. But yeah, that, this was never going to call to me. Uh, you know, maybe if it was in a shorter format, like like I said, watching it on like A&E or some of those where they condense it in like half an hour or an hour, like the, the story, the Zodiac story, I probably would watch it. You know, but yeah. like I said, I, it, but like you guys say, I do believe that there is a reason why movie circle people enjoy really do these, enjoy it. It's not a bad movie. Yeah. It's a good movie. It's obviously not for everybody because you got to be into this style of, of movie watching. But it's it's one of those things. It's not a bad movie. Good, really good acting. It, it keeps you engaged. Uh, you know, I I think over time it'll still be the same thing. You're probably gonna have uh, obviously with people like us talking about it, it'll probably get more people interested to watching it. Hopefully, word of mouth spreads. It's always the thing. That's why you do podcasts of these. Spread the word of of some of these movies, and maybe you get people going. But yeah, I think it's it's the if it does get more notoriety in the normal public and i mean the general audience uh it would be because of things like this that where people are talking about it and praising these movies that'll allow other people to maybe uh come and watch it like i said somebody like me who probably would have never watched it if it wasn't for you guys saying hey we should watch this movie uh i probably like i said i probably wouldn't have watched it not a bad movie it's a good movie you know it might take you two two sittings to watch it but it's still you know once you get through it you're like hey it's good yeah yeah ariel what are your uh, final thoughts yeah, it, I mean, I would give it a, uh, at least one one list, one watch through. Basically, it's definitely a very impressive like story, and and you know if you're especially if you're a history buff, and and basically, I feel like um it it would be a good movie for that for a true crime um you know if Netflix has sparked that hopefully with the trend of netflix releasing all of these um true crime stories this will get a lot more popularity and since it's on netflix itself you know it would be definitely in the recommended column for for those people that that it is still a a niche of people that would watch this still it i don't know i don't see becoming mainstream unless you know true crime itself becomes mainstream which it's, it, it's really going bad. there. It's, it's there. really, yeah. It's making. Not, it's not, but not at the level of like you know, like it being like huge. Like, yeah, like underrated. Yeah, I mean, it definitely is underrated because it is a really good, um, beautifully like directed and and style wise is it captures the era. So so yeah, that's my my thoughts on it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, uh, I guess that's that's about it, guys. Um, um, thanks everybody out there for listening. Um, if you guys could, you know, tune, if you guys want to like what you heard today and you want to tune in again, uh, just hit subscribe on whatever app you're listening to us on your podcasting app of choice. And we have new episodes every other Monday. And uh, if you could give us a rating um, and uh, re- hopefully five stars and review, a nice review that helps us a whole lot. It helps the show get noticed. Uh, go ahead and follow us at um, Undercast Co. or Undercast Company on Instagram and Facebook and get updates of what other stuff we're working on, like Nerd Incorporated in District 6 and what episodes will be coming out of this show underrated. Uh, but we'll be back soon with another film, so stay tuned. And then also, I think we're going to be trying to put this up on YouTube, right? Uh, yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll see, we'll see how it We're, we're going to try it out. So we're, yeah, if, we're going to... We're gonna hopefully in the next uh, few ones, we're gonna get the kinks worked out, and we'll have uh, at yeah, least a video and- up with our our audio, so that way on YouTube you guys can actually see us and, and you know mm-hmm. see our beautiful smiling faces be a little bit more. Yeah. And then, yeah, and also like if the first one goes up, just let us know what you think. Tell us, give us some feedback because we really want more more of you guys you know, tuning in and interacting with us because you know. This is all, you know, we, we appreciate you guys listening yeah, we and all that stuff. Like so, a little community. so we would like more, you know, especially if the YouTube thing is better and you guys decide that you guys like that a lot more. Yeah. Let us know and hey, we'll try We'll try yeah. your best. Yeah, just reach out to us. You guys can email, email us undercastcompany at gmail.com. You know, tell us, you know, what you want to see from us. What If you like the video stuff, you even have a movie to recommend. Just, you know, reach out. Tell us whatever you want. Um, but yeah. Uh, thanks, thanks again, everybody, and I'll see you in another life. Later, everybody. Take it thanks easy. for being amazing. Bye. <laughs>